in the red room. Before the stars can be paid, there gotta be a dope ass story on the page. Let the beast about the cage that light about the dark. Can you build the inferno from the itty bitty spark? Coffee shop hustlers rise with the cream. A million of the writers, same Hollywood dream. Your pen and paper, all like bullets in the gun. Write what you feel, say what you want in the red room. We say what we say, we do what we feel. We gotta keep it real in the red room. All about the crap, a screen writing. Feel my bottle up with lightning up in the red room. So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, Lisa? 2016. 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are already in the month of April. Okay. It's my birthday month, y'all. You ain't got no birthday. I'm, I'm an Aries. You're a werewolf. They don't have birthdays. Werewolves. <laughs> werewolves don't have birthdays. Vampires don't. Vampires. Have <laughs> <laughs> somebody called me a vampire last night. I didn't tell you, did I? Somebody called you. Oh. I was at a party. That's a compliment. A little Hollywood party with a bunch of people who were at Sundance or some shit, and um, um, <laughs> and my man, you remember, you remember Edwin, my mm-hmm. friend Edwin. Mm-hmm. So it was Edwin's party um shout out to edwin and his his wife angie they got a beautiful house in redondo beach and freaking hills overlooking the ocean i was like y'all better do it damn it <laughs> young couple look at him. he ain't even 35 okay and um so we were talking at some point and he was going around the table telling everybody who everybody is mm-hmm. and he was talking about me he's like this is my man hilliard he's like my mentor and blah 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 and he said, now, I know y'all think he's older than that. And he's like, but actually, he's a little bit older than he appears to be. <laughs> he's like, he's one of them vampires, David. <laughs> that is called a vampire. Hashtag vampire. Yeah, I was like, see, you've been listening to the show because yeah. we got a lot of... We I got a, you know, we I got a list. We've down the list in a while. I've got a, we got to do it. List. We got to do it, too. We got to do it, too. I, I got some new people because some people who's been suspect for years, mm-hmm. and now that I've gotten, like, actual age proof... <laughs> And photos, black and white photos uh, from way black back. And white <laughs> Dusted in the archives. <laughs> so y'all know how we do it on the Red Room. On the show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so y'all hear her voice. That's mm-hmm. my girl, Lisa Lisa Colt. Jam. Yes, yes. A.K.A. The Street Nerdist. Yes. My girl, Lisa Bola Also Bolacaja. known as Sophista Ratchet. Sophista Ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> Really good one. Let that be a good name in a comic book, wouldn't it? Sophista Ratchet. That's funny. Well, I'm glad to be back because it's, oh my God, the last, like, this is the first weekend I've actually had. um, I mean, I still got a lot of stuff on my plate to deal with for tonight. for some other organizations I work with, but it's the first time I've had, like, just to be home with my dog and not doing really anything. other than catching up on all my TV shows, because I was mm-hmm. at IFCA two weeks ago, which was the international um, ICFA, sorry, the International Conference for the Fantastic and the Arts in Florida, and then like mm-hmm. literally last weekend, I was in uh, Seattle for Northwest Con, oh, yeah. so that was fun. And I don't know what Seattle did mm-hmm. to make the sun not like it. <laughs> I don't know how that relationship went down, <laughs> and the sun, the sun was like peace out forever. <laughs> 
The last thing I remember was as we were descending in, you know, you get to see the needle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is where Starbucks was born. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, look, you guys have real green trees. Unlike mm-hmm. when you fly into like California and LA and San Diego, we're a desert. And it like, looks like Twilight. And it, it? yeah, you come down and you're like, you know, and you know, San Diego is like the desert, but in mm-hmm. Seattle, like it literally looks like Twilight. The move's like, mm-hmm. you all got real grass and real <laughs> not imported fake trees. And, exactly. you know, and like literally we're coming down in the clouds. I'm like, oh, and I, I swear to God, like the last bit of sunlight caressed my face in the window <laughs> and it lovingly touched me and it said enjoy this moment okay. because you won't see me in like four days bitch enjoy i was there for nine and days, girl, I, I got know. full because mm-hmm. when we landed you know i i flew in uh, with a friend of mine isabel hey isabel mm-hmm. and um it was our first time in Seattle, first time going to Northwest Con. So when we landed and stuff there was still a little sliver of sunlight and then after that i swear to god they had a restaurant inside the hotel, but, you know, they got all the, the cheaper places like Denny's and stuff that you can eat, mm-hmm. you know. And plus, the hotel, there were so many people there, and the, the hotel restaurant, restaurant would be so busy and packed. So, you know, I'm, I was doing like a shitload of panels, so I'd be like, mm-hmm. I'll just run across the street. <laughs> literally, I was getting my ass kicked running across the street really? from the cold. <laughs> like, it wasn't that far. It was you just didn't, literally. Didn't the proper clothes, it was like, did you? no, I did. Well, I brought, well, you know, I always bring my travel. My travel. <laughs> Couture. You're just in case shit. Uh, I always have, because it's like my good luck jacket. I always mm-hmm. have my public enemy, Fear of a Black Planet. <laughs> you would. My little, my little, you know, pullover <laughs> that I have, my little jacket. And, um, you know, sometimes I have like a couple of sweaters and things like that. And um, I forgot to bring my Wonder Woman sweater, which is really nice and <laughs> comfortable and warm. Mm-hmm. But like literally, I would sit there and I could see the cold looking at me outside the hotel doors. <laughs> Waiting, like, step outside mm-hmm. one more again. Step outside. I waiting for me. And, like, literally, it was just so windy and so mm-hmm. chilly, cold. And, you know, so I, I, I get it now. I understand why some people say that, you know, when you live in those places where it rains a lot or it's always overcast, that you can get depressed or you get those seasonal disorders where you kind of like, you need sun and you, everybody's got to get a UV lamp mm-hmm. at home and mm-hmm. get that vitamin D. So, you know, it's a beautiful place. Oh, it's gorgeous. Um, did not see too many. Uh, Brothers. Uh, People of color? Folk. <laughs> That's a neighborhood. Oh, there's some hoods. Oh, I'm sure Seattle. there is. Trust but me, like, I will have to say this, there. and this is not, you know, this is not a, you know, a dissing of the con, but it's like one of the first cons that I realized that mm-hmm. it was like one of the whitest cons I've ever been to. Oh, okay, like, yeah. literally, when I walked around, I think myself and Isabel, who's Puerto Rican, I think maybe I saw maybe five other black people. Wow. And two of them worked and at Denny's. And two of them worked at Denny's, so I don't okay. know if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that counts, uh-huh. but it was adjacent. I'm going to count that. I'm sure there were more people there. I mean, there were various people of color. I was really happy to see a lot of the Native fam. A lot of the okay. panels I was on met a lot of really awesome uh, Native writers who mm-hmm. write, you know, genre stuff that I love. Awesome. And, um, but yeah, but I was on so many panels. I mean, there could have been more people, but literally when I was walking around, I was like, wow, this is totally different. This mm-hmm. is a different environment you know mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was unwelcoming or anything like that it was just it was just different i'm just so used to being southern cali mm-hmm. you know dealing with so many different types of people mm-hmm. when you just see one type i thought wow this and is you see the cosplay i mean cosplay goes all around but mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say the people of color be going in on the cosplay <laughs> okay y'all be doing it up white folks they, but they, the people of color yeah. be six months in practicing on that fucking outfit don't they <laughs> <laughs> so it was fun. Like mm-hmm. I did a lot of um, really cool panels. Um, a lot of them. I was on a lot of horror panels, and I was also on a lot of diversity and representation panels. And what I was really so how were they? Tell the kids about they were. Them. You know what I did. Um, I the last uh, panel I did one of the ones I remember. I think was, was it one you did on black 
something on the black people or something on black writers. It was something about oh the uh, uh, Hollywood isn't all white men. Oh yeah, something. yeah, yeah, what yeah. Was that? It was what called was uh, oh yeah, it was the horror <laughs> one. It was called um, horror, not just for white dudes That's anymore. It. Okay, you got to yeah. tell us about that. No, no, it was great. I was on there with. Um, Aaron Dembo, J.F. High, uh, Kate Jones, and Sharice Clayton, they were different writers uh, that write horror mm-hmm. and, and women. And, and basically, we were just talking about how the and, – and one of the questions I had said, you know, and I think someone tweeted it, um, you know, when was it just – when was horror ever just for white dudes? Yeah. You know, and that's when I was telling the panel, said I grew up. Like, I tell people all the time to this day, my mother, and people know this about me, and I tell the story all the time because I need the people to understand mm-hmm. – first movie I saw was Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, mm-hmm. a zombie movie from mm-hmm. the 70s. Mm-hmm. And we always went to horror movies. Like, I- I'm trying to think. The only time I really started watching dramas or anything outside of horror was usually stuff that was on TV. It seemed mm-hmm. like every movie, unless it was The Godfather or Star Wars or mm-hmm. something like that, every movie, when we went to the movies, we went to go see horror movies. Because there was tons of them back and, then. Yeah, and plus it was a cheap it was a cheap uh, entertainment. You can mm-hmm. have like you can pay like what two dollars, and you can have mm-hmm. like the whole entire family in the car, and mm-hmm. bring your own food, and people would be there, and that that's the thing you did. And in the neighborhood I went to in San Diego, it was right there. If you're from San Diego, it's right where Market <laughs> Street, where the McDonald's is now, right across the street from. Um, <laughs> Fam art. If you're, from, if you're from San Diego, <laughs> that area all over there, right by the 94 freeway, mm-hmm. okay, off of Market Street, that used to be, they used to call it the Rancho Movie Theater. I think it's called the Rancho. And that was the big drive in theater that everybody went to. So, you know, we always talked about horror. So mm-hmm. it wasn't until I started moving into fandom spaces and later on interacting with other people who liked horror where this assumption that it was just for white dudes, mm-hmm. you know, not even just white women, mm-hmm. but just white dudes, period. And that whole demographic of 18 to whatever. And a lot of times when they make those films, horror films, they're catering to that crowd because oh, totally. they don't think anybody else is there. And it's like, yeah. no. I mean, that's the same problem we have with, you know, we talk about this on our show all the time with, with whether we have, you know, showrunners on or other writers. That's the problem with most shows today is they all tend to have that thing where the similar thing you're talking about right now, mm-hmm. where say they have a black character, a gay character, an Asian character, then they think, okay, we need that one demographic, right. that one writer who represents that character yeah, right, to, right. to solve that. Well, we have the guy and he didn't say anything. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. As opposed to filling the room with a bunch of diverse people right. and getting different angles on that Because not every you know black person is going to think the same. Not every white person is going to think no. the same. Not every gay person. I mean, there are things that people assume that we've checked off the checklist. We got that person. They represent everybody. And and clearly, you, the diversity in, and just in blackness alone, mm-hmm. you know, or you know, in native country or whatever, it's just there's just so much and we just have these assumptions and that's what we sure. call lazy writing yeah. one of the issues not an issue but it's something i'm seeing in conversation on um twitter right now when we talk about one of my favorite shows out now on wgn which mm-hmm. is outsiders mm-hmm. and love that show like love the characters i love the interracial romance between the white hillbilly mm-hmm. uh, appalachian mountain boy <laughs> and the gorgeous dark skin natural curly haired fro wearing black mm-hmm. girl I have to make that very clear and say that color because colorism is very real in Hollywood. Because usually when you have those type of relationships, oh, it's a fair, yeah, it's either a mixed black girl light. or a light skinned black female mm-hmm. with very keen features that mm-hmm. look more Green European. Yeah, so, so that it can appeal mm-hmm. to a white aesthetic, mm-hmm. a white beauty standard. And, and I think that's one of the main reasons why I love it. Also because KG, the actor Kyle, yeah, who plays Hassel, he is like he's such a great actor, and his face—he's got such a beautiful face. And mm-hmm. Christina Jackson, who plays Sally Ann, she's—I mean, the two of them together are just mm-hmm. dynamite. Mm-hmm. And th- this is like the first 
couple on TV that I've shipped this hard for that I am rooting for because most times I don't really care about those mm-hmm. kind of romantic. Have you been tweeting about this one? A lot? I've been tweeting about it yeah, a little bit. Is, is there is there a big audience of people tweeting? Hashtag Sassel, yeah, the okay. Sassel crew, and it's a lot of black women mm-hmm. who are on that who are mm-hmm. watching the show and mm-hmm. just you know we love that. And I, I part of me feels like. It's because, one, the representation of this black female character, mm-hmm. you know, that we don't get to see. And I also think the appeal of the show for me is that it's also, and I told this at the panel at Northwest mm-hmm. Con when we talked about why representation matters, it's a different representation of whiteness that mm-hmm. we've seen. We're dealing with poor white people. Sure. And we're dealing with not only poor white people, but working poor white mm-hmm. people. And it's not suburbia. These are like all hard scrabble people mm-hmm. having to deal with a corporation and dealing with several different worlds. And there's some interesting And they're the ones things. you would assume would be racist. Yeah, and so one of the things that's interesting, the conversation that's come up, there's a character called James on that show who's the brother of um, Sally Ann, who's black, and mm-hmm. he's, he's a coal worker. They're out of, unemployed. His father worked in the coal mines. And one of the things that I always argue about, and we've talked about this before when we were on Pilar Show, one of my mm-hmm. pet peeves about shows, when you have... Uh, especially in particular, I'm just going to talk about black folk, black characters, mm-hmm. when they're disconnected, they have no connection to n- no other black people mm-hmm. anywhere. They're only at the office, at work, or yeah. whatever the situation. Now, on the show, I mm-hmm. see a lot of black characters, uh, black extras in the background. Okay. So I see that there are black people in this town. Okay. But I don't see them interacting with no other black people except for James and his sister Sally Ann, just the two of them. Mm-hmm. And James is like, What hanging- year is this supposed to take place? Right now, it's present day. Okay. And James is hanging around these. You know, in in parlance, and the in the if we were living down south, mm-hmm. and I was around all the black fam, <laughs> uh, we would call these people rednecks. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's hanging around what I would consider like rednecks. You know, just there's their demeanor and how they come off, sure. and treating these mountain people, it's almost like white people treating black people in the south. Mm. He's acting like white people would treat black people mm-hmm. coming after these people, mm-hmm. and it's an interesting juxtaposition because, on the one hand, it's it's Interesting, like, wow, he's acting like, you know, if I close my eyes, I think he was talking about niggas. <laughs> I would think he was like like Dave Chappelle when he plays the Klan member who don't know he's black, the blind, the blind Klan member. <laughs> it's like, James, you do realize you're black, dude, mm-hmm. right? And you're talking to these other people like white people talked mm-hmm. to your daddy back in the day. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. I think that's some really smart writing mm-hmm. in terms of twisting that's it. Yeah. yeah, just kind of changing it up a little bit. But the second season, I'm hoping that we get to see, you know, I don't know if Sally Ann mentions that, you know, there's a woman who died and she stays in the woman's house that died. So I'm assuming it's a black woman from her church because she's had someone from her church. But it's one of those things that as black viewers or people of color viewers, when you have great characters of color on your show, but then they're not attached to anybody else. But mm-hmm. I see all the other characters having attachments. Mm-hmm. They go home with everybody else. They go home. Else. It might be even a short scene where you mm-hmm. see them at their family or you see them connecting with somebody mm-hmm. else. They but have it's a love like, scene, They whatever. have something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't see this for James and Sally Ann, but you know, I'm, I'm here for Sally Ann. I'm here for the <laughs> sass of love. I'm here for the show. You know, and it's just... It's one of those shows where it just kind of delves into a different type of representation of whiteness, like I said on the panel. Mm-hmm. But... um. You know, there were some people in the audience who came for the, the diversity panels who they were older white men who mm-hmm. had that look like they was sitting in the front row, mm-hmm. arms folded, you know, ready to bring mm-hmm. stuff. And I had one older gentleman, I forget his name, but it was it was 
it, it was a lesson for me because we were talking about native representation with J.K. Rowling, as we mm-hmm. talked about before, and he just burst. Revenant, uh, no, yeah, no. he just burst out saying, "I had nothing to do with that, and I don't feel I have to apologize <laughs> for something that I had a long time ago." And then uh, uh, it was just—it was interesting because uh, uh, one of my new friends was a native writer on the panel. He just said, "But it's still happening now to native people. They like—they don't see that." They don't see it. And I had to break it down like this romantic notion of these native people being in the old days. Like we're still here and shit's still going down. And then I had to explain to this gentleman that it's the systemic behavior. Yep. We're not blaming you as a white person. No white person should ever walk around and feel like, oh, I should feel guilty for things that happen. No, you should understand it and then try not to be like that yep. ever again yep. and to address it when you see it systematically. That's mm-hmm. the problem we have mm-hmm. when people benefit from certain things and then they don't acknowledge, yeah. That mm-hmm. stuff is going on. So but after that, he calmed down. And then later, he came up to me and oh, wanted to tell me about a native comic strip of a native comic <laughs> writer, comic book writer who, uh, who actually died a few years ago. And when he came up to me, I just braced myself like, here we go. Did you see Here this? we go. And then it's over. Uh, that brings me to this new thing, this? the Hamilton thing. Okay. All yeah. right. So I'm just going just to wrap that up. Anyway, I just learned some really great lessons that, you know, you can change minds and mm-hmm. that people can come at you with fire. Like this, these men was like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I mean, one dude and then said, he came wait, wait. wait. And then another one was like, <laughs> you know, this politically correct stuff is just ridiculous. I mean, I, I'm used to that. When you get yeah. to panels, you go in knowing that those, those, those ringers are in there. And then I had to like break it down and say, anybody who says the term politically correct, what you're saying is that you just want the right to stay being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but I looked at the audience. I didn't uh-huh. look at him because, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I could have been very confrontational. Uh-huh. You could have but I looked it. at the audience and just said, yeah, whenever I hear people place. say that, mm-hmm. after that, he didn't say nothing else. Mm-hmm. And then he was very nice afterwards. And he was just mm-hmm. like, hey, it's See, like that reminds you me, have conversations. I have people to let like know. that. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, no, people ahead. like that remind me of those Twitter, Internet, Facebook hounds mm-hmm. who, like you always say, they they have their little Twitter feed. They have something to say, but they don't tell you where, where the location is, do they? <laughs> them, them tell, you see what I'm saying? But, but when, told, you, when you yes. confront him, yeah. then he's the first person who comes up in, after the panel going, right. hey, you know there's a really cool comic book. No, you know, it was interesting because bitch. coming, coming. <laughs> <laughs> I tell him. You simple Look, motherfucker. Okay. I tell him. Uh, no, but it was like one of those situations where I realized that a lot of times when I'm in these positions and I know there's people who feel like vehemently like, I talked about the canon of Iron Fist. We brought Mm -hmm. up issues that had to do with a lot of representation. And I brought these things up when we talk about horror movies, too. Mm -hmm. And I was really pleased at how receptive the people there were Mm -hmm. in terms of listening, um, especially to people of color. Uh, You know, there's a panel I was on with Kat Rambo, who's the president of SIFWA, which is the the science fiction writer, writers of America. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, we did a panel on uh, diversity and just the literature, science fiction and stuff like that, and okay. gave a list of information. And I was just really pleased that people were really excited to embrace that. And the, I'm just talking about white people who were sure. like, wow, I'm willing to listen. And that was the big thing I wanted to tell people. And I told them, I said, one of the biggest things you can do if you want to be a quote-unquote ally mm-hmm. or supporter or you're trying to figure out how to deal with these issues that are coming at you, just sit back and listen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just shutting your mouth and mm-hmm. listening and mm-hmm. sitting with shit, as uncomfortable as it might be, Taking a deep breath and really thinking. I have to do that all a, a lot when I'm on Twitter, especially when I'm dealing with black people from other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. The experience of black Caribbeans, black Canadians, mm-hmm. you know, black British, mm-hmm. you know, black Australians. It's different than black American. I mean, we have the same root cultural things, but sure. certainly filters and things that we were dealing with a little bit different. And I remember I had to sit with that shit too when people were coming at black Americans saying, You don't 
dictate what blackness is in the world, even yeah. though you come from a country that dominates. Because we have a lot of co- yeah. social capital and we yeah. have a lot of like, we got fucking America backing yeah. us up. In some places, the N word don't even mean nothing. Yeah. But we think it does because we we're think, black. Right. Yeah. You know, but you they're know. like, that word doesn't mean shit here. Right. Right. <laughs> because I mean? uh, we're all black here. Yeah. You know? And so it's, it's, it's a lesson. And I, I, you know, I found myself being on Twitter sometimes being that other person mm-hmm. in, on the defense, like, mm-hmm. but not all, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then you just learn to shut up and listen. Definitely. But anywho, I want to give a shout out right now Go ahead, give it to, to Constance Wu, the actress. Okay. All right. If you know her from Fresh Off the Boat, because she put this Twitter thing out because I was only aware of the whole Is Hamilton. The yeah. Okay. I was only aware of the whole Hamilton controversy, which we're going to segue into. Oh, yeah. was only because I happened to be where I got a chance to get down the hill when I get down the mountain and finally get some <laughs> That's fucking like, decent did you, Wi-Fi. Did you, talk, did you see this shit? I didn't see that one. Oh, my God. But we basically, gonna, I got down there and someone had retweeted Constance Wu. I'm like, oh, let me see what Constance Wu had. I thought, you know, that's something to do with Fresh Off the Boat, mm-hmm. you know, because I really like her as an actress and she's really good. I'm like, oh, let's see what she has mm-hmm. to say. And basically, Constance Wu was clapping back really? at people who were mad that Hamilton was exclusively looking to cast people of color actors for like I guess they're going to do the they're going to do the, the, the tour national, the national, the national tour, tour and mm-hmm. they're looking for people and white people got in their feels mm-hmm. because they basically said we're looking for people of color you know and so I, I wish oh god if I can find her tweet basically she said cry me basically I'm just paraphrasing like cry me a fucking river boohoo mm-hmm. now you get to see how it feels like when we're trying out for shit mm-hmm. you know we got this one thing and you want to have we got this one little thing mm-hmm. and you want to take it over over. Like, mm-hmm. if there's anything that has to do with appropriation and like mm-hmm. like colonization mm-hmm. of art, this is like the prime example. Exactly. So, those of you who are not melan- melaninly blessed, is melaninly even a word? I think I just made that up. Know, if you're not though. melanated a lot, <laughs> get that melanization. You know, in there. this is one of those things <laughs> that I think you need to watch and see because it's like every fucking Broadway show you see. Every fucking Pretty much. Show. I would say ninety nine point five percent of yes. Broadway shows are predominantly they're just white. Predominantly. And they're you the might same, see some chorus. And they're the same shows every same fucking shit. year. We're doing the same, same shit. Same revival. Thank you. Thank same you. Shit. So, but let me just say this. Yeah. For those of you who aren't familiar with this particular topic, there is this dude who um, I'm friends with on Facebook. His name is Tori I'm sorry. Yeah, his name is Tori Bullock. And um, he's an actor from mm-hmm. I think he's from Boston. And he went in. I mean, this thing has got like over two million hits. It's that badass. Really? He did. Remember, you ever see how I saw um, something that she Tyrese goes shared. on sometime and he does those little rants where he's sitting in his car. Mm-hmm. He did the same similar thing. And he talks about being an actor in, in Boston and he's done some theater and whatever. And he's, so, he's, Ooh, so his thing is Boston, like, yeah. it's called um, Dear White Actors, hashtag Hamilton, mm-hmm. right? And he talks about Hamilton the musical, exactly what you're talking uh-huh. about. And he talks about it from being an actor himself. I think he's in the show. Mm-hmm. And um, he's talking about being an actor in the show and how um, can't we just have one? So he gives an example. There's some new big theater being built in Boston. And there's like the, what they call it, the mock 3D right. you know, images of it. Right. And he's talking about how that image, even there, they show the theater. They show what the audience would look like. And they show a representation of what one of the plays would look like. There was not a white face I'm a black face anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or a person of color anywhere. The right. audience was all white. Mm-hmm. The people on the stage were white. The people helping and you sub- were white. And what people don't realize <laughs> is subconsciously it tells you who the Correct. audience you want. I'll give you another example of that. Mm-hmm. This is something that you can see every day. If you're ever driving on the freeway somewhere and you see the big billboards about new homes being developed, mm-hmm. new home communities. Mm-hmm. 
and they'll have the pictures That's of the type, the type of families yes. that are going to live there. Mm-hmm. And all you see, especially I'm going down the 10, and they have these new, you know, we got these new homes because, you know, everybody trying to get the fuck out of L.A. because it's so fucking expensive. <laughs> so, so they got to come out here. And, like, the, the, just the subtle things that you see about who the type of people they want for these type of places. Mm-hmm. So when you are creating a theater and you put a mock theater to show this is the type of people and you ain't got not one person of color on the in the, in the you theater audience. You find no picture of an audience with Like, anybody? I could have came in and just sat there and took a couple of photos and pretended. <laughs> it's a still shot. You know, it's a still shot. It's easy. You know, easy. Yeah. And it's like those type of things. So I know everybody's going in. Like, I think there was one dude who was trying to sue or, or basically say, trying to sue the show Hamilton. What? For, he was going through the it was ACLU or something like uh, that, yeah, yeah. basically saying, you can't have, that's racial discrimination and stuff. I'm like, here you got a smash Broadway show created by a Latino. One show. Who decided to take upon himself. You not getting no shows for us. We're mm-hmm. auditioning and trying to, I'm going to create something mm-hmm. and I'm going to cast it with people of color. Mm-hmm. And not only am I going to do it with people of color, but I'm going to tell you the history of the United States about whiteness creating through this hip-hop. country. Through hip hop. <laughs> yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And all other forms of music forms mm-hmm. that, that I love. Mm-hmm. And just it's one. The best musical one, almost ever. One, mm-hmm. one, just the one show, mm-hmm. just one the show. One. one, and it's like, and my man was talking about it. Troy was talking about. It. He's like, you do realize that this one show will not change anything, mm-hmm. not one little piece of anything. Mm-hmm. He said, we have one show. You guys have nine hundred, mm-hmm. <laughs> nine hundred shows for as an example. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Give us one. It's show. the, it's the, it's the, the idea of of. People who are not who are privileged, I'll just say that, mm-hmm. being the spoiled child who already has everything mm-hmm. and wants to don't take your and shit. take your shit too. Mm-hmm. You know, don't want you in their mm-hmm. place. Got all don't the toys don't over want here. you in the sandbox with mm-hmm. them. So you create your own little sandbox mm-hmm. with your little makeshift shit over here, mm-hmm. and they look over there with their nose up and like, I want your shit too, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna come That's over. Trump. And then if That's I can't, and if I can't have it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stomp on your shit so you can't have it. I'm going to go to the ACLU. I'm going to build a building that's going to block your view. I'm going to scream reverse racism. I'm going to tell you all this bullshit. Uh And it's like, but if you had been just doing and inviting and being inclusive from jump, this would not even be an issue. The whole point of that musical, from from what I've I've watched a lot on on Lynn uh, Manuel, and he was talking about how he was trying to... Shout out to Lynn. I love his tweets. I I got to get him on this show. He gets great Um, tweets. But he keeps talking about how he was trying to dispel that you have to. Yes, all these characters were white back then, 99%, whatever it was. He says, but except for the main guy. Although, although Hamilton was a little except suspect. Yes, yeah. But he looked white. Yeah. Now, um, but he was even, but he was making a point. He's trying to show you you can still do a movie, I mean, a musical, right? Mm-hmm. About history. Right. With black and Latino faces, 99% of in his mm-hmm. show. I think there's two or three white characters. Couple and, um, the, even the, 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 the Scarlet sisters, they're all, there's like a white, a white girl, a black girl, and I think a Latino girl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he really showed you bitches. Mm-hmm. Look, you can dispel that image that they all have to be whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a freak. We're playing. Right. We're just, you know, we're, right. we're making another world. Right. Don't you always say that? Right. It's supposed to be new worldly. How come a sci-fi film can't have so people of color in it? <laughs> but we don't want you in exactly. it standing you know I mean? with us <laughs> exactly and um so jj abrams came to see the show so now the rumor is jj abrams wants to do the movie version of it i don't know if he's the right person to do it however i'd rather see i can answer that no 
Well, I would rather see... He can get money and back it and put his name on it and help yes. out. But I don't know if he... I don't know. I'd rather see like John Cameron Mitchell or somebody do yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If yeah. it's going to have to make, you right. know, translate the film. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, so these things are like real shit that's going on out there that you guys need to be knowing about it. What's, what's happening out there that we I finally JJ, have... I need JJ ahead. to focus on my Star Wars movies. Stop getting Johanna and everything else, JJ. <laughs> okay, okay, write your own version. <laughs> You know, don't just be copying the movie. And I just, just need him to stay shit. on point with my other stuff. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on in. Guy Nicolucci just walked in. Oh, What's guy, up, guy? Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Have a seat. Guy. So our um, our next guest just came in and is just mm-hmm. going to sit in with us as we finish up the chop up. But anyway, okay, finish your, your train of thought. So we were talking about Hamilton. And how, um, I don't know if you guys have seen all the news and things that's going on now. Everybody's making a big fuss about Alexander Hamilton and the casting now. And they're looking for specifically ethnic actors for these roles. We all know, who've all seen the musical, that, you know, the musical is 95%, you know, uh, diverse cast. Even though most of those characters were supposedly white. Right. And so um, we were talking about how, you know, everybody on the Internet is just going in. They're all having a big fuss about this. So we're, that's what we're in the middle of. Right. So to the guy who, you know, complained to the ACLU and is trying to bring this lawsuit and all this other <laughs> stuff, you don't get to see Hamilton ever again. <laughs> I hope Lynn is standing there when you walk in is like, sir, uh-huh. sir, remove yourself. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, jumping from that. Okay. I have to just get into the close, our closing thing. Mm-hmm. I saw Batman versus Superman. All right, let's tell him. Have you guys seen it? Uh, you couldn't. I'm, pay. Get, I'm not. Get you I'm not gonna. <gasps> you couldn't pay me. Why, God? Okay, let me ask you why. Okay, why? Why is it because you you grew up with the comic books and you just with canon and you're just you hated the Superman movie? Go back. The first part of your sentence. The I, grew, I grew up. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. He was but you to have to that. come. But like I said, I went in with very low expectations. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I was there for Wonder Woman. I had my Wonder Woman sweater on, the 1970s Wonder Woman classic. Mm-hmm. I was very stylish. When I was walking through the mall. She goes in when she goes to these when, pe- when I was walking through the mall, people were coming up going, oh, I love that sweater. And I love it. I said, yeah, you know who I'm here for, right? They're like, you're going to see Batman and Superman? No, I'm here for Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. This is just the long trailer for Wonder Woman, uh-huh. the five minutes that she was in it. So, you know, I had very low expectations. Okay. I confess I was one of those people who complained when Ben Affleck was cast. Because you got to remember, I was letting go of Christian Bale. There were not going to be any more Christian Bale Batman. I was, you know, it was like the breakup period of relationship when your man has left you and it still hurts. It's like when he is like unfriended you on Facebook and the pain, like you couldn't wait six more months. <laughs> and he's already got pictures of another girl. And he's already girl. got another girl picture. I wasn't ready. And then they said Ben Affleck. And of course I laughed. And this is why I laughed. Because I love Ben Affleck as an actor, but mm-hmm. there was a period in his career when he was with J-Lo, mm-hmm. and it became like the joke of the town. Yep. And I think when they said Ben Affleck, I just thought J-Lo, Benifer, <laughs> and I just thought, there's no way. And I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> he was good. So anyway, I liked Ben. Mm-hmm. He did what he's supposed to do. Okay. I loved uh, Jeremy Irons in the side eye as Alfred. Oh, yeah. Did yeah, you see yeah. my tweets last night? Mm-hmm. There's a picture where... Uh, Alfred's giving side eye to Batman, and I was just tweeting shit that he was saying. Like, there's one point where Ben Affleck's sitting in a picture, and like Alfred just looking at him like, man. And I was tweeting stuff like, Alfred, uh, I'm gonna need you to uh, fix my omelets, <laughs> fix my voice modular, and uh, get that GPS working. And then I just have Alfred's reaction. And then you look at the tweet. So I just had a whole bunch of them, just you know, just having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder Woman. Oh my god. She had a great intro, though. Like, I, can I please publicly apologize to the audience when I screamed when she first came out? Did you scream? I said, 
I said, get it, bitch. Get it. I apologize to the audience and the father for... <laughs> with his four little children in front who said yes and he was like no 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 no, <laughs> no, no. so do you recommend the movie um i say this mm-hmm. it's people it's making its money only because people are probably going to go hate watch and go to see how disastrous sure. it is um it's not awful it's just not it's not dark night isn't it's it, not right? you know what I get it. it's a financial thing. They're trying. They're trying to set up the Justice League. Mm-hmm. I understand that. So I just went in thinking they're just throwing shit up on the wall to see what sticks, mm-hmm. and hopefully you might want to come see the next thing. I will say this: I hated Lois Lane. Oh really? Yeah. She was such a damsel in distress. And then they had the nerve <laughs> at the end to have the bitch fall down, <laughs> running. I'm gonna go save it. Oh, oh. And I'm just like, come on. And even Wonder Woman looked at her like, bitch, please. Get up. I hated Lex Luthor. Oh, really? He was so miscast. Oh, yeah. He belonged in the movies of the 80s with, you know, the original oh, Superman. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I, you cannot have that type of, like, Because he was, like, too comedy. You wanted thought. him, like, with the Richard Pryor and Superman 3. <laughs> he belonged in that <laughs> universe. Yeah. Not this one. I uh-huh. needed somebody, like, a little bit more gravitas, something mm-hmm. that's bringing, like, you know, you're bringing some heaviness. Mm. Every time he was on the screen, I was just sipping my liquor. Like, you know, I can't, <laughs> I can't deal with him. Mm-hmm. But... They did show Jason Momoa as Aquaman briefly. Okay, I don't care if it's a spoiler. Because okay, if you was going to see it, if you was going to see it, you've been seeing it. It's but it week, was a mm-hmm. short moment, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Can we just freeze frame it right there and just spend the rest of the time, and then go back to Wonder Woman?" So put it this way: I the plot was all over the place. You know, as a writer, I was like, you know, I know they were trying to do their best, mm-hmm. but it's like it's it's not. It's not Satan, as many people are saying. A lot of my friends are saying, this is like the worst. I get it. Mm-hmm. Superman is always hopeful. Hope, triumph, sure. American way. He's really dark in this one. Mm-hmm. Like, every time you see him, he's brooding like he's pissed, like mm-hmm. he's constipated. You know, it's like, <laughs> Batman, you know. You didn't know that kryptonite is yes! a laxative. <laughs> it's a laxative. You know, but it's not horrible. It's just not, it's not, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's just okay. Okay. I was entertained. At the end, I was like, eh. <laughs> Wonder Woman But that's all I got for you Alright cool Well on that note Y'all know how we do it On the rant room We'll be going in we just be having fun So Lisa where you at Where people can find you at While you sitting there Staring at me Well like if they've been listening To the show They know where to find me <laughs> <laughs> Well you know I live on Twitter Yes you do I'm always on the tab With Geek Soul Brother For Saturday Night Sci-Fi And I missed Oh Geek Soul Brother I am so sorry I missed They had Gattaca Oh, they did Gattaca. Last night. They oh, did yeah, Gattaca, yeah, yeah. live tweet mm-hmm. of that, and I missed it because I was coming back from Batman versus Superman. Oh, darn. Darn it. So anyway, you can find me on Saturday Night Sci-Fi. You can also find me on Friday Night Horrors whenever uh, Graveyard Shift Sister does that. Um, you can always find me on the 80s live tweet with uh, Black Girl Nerds because they always show 80s movies and crazy mm-hmm. fun stuff. You can find my stuff on Bitch Flicks where I write uh, – I'm Bitch Flicks, I apologize. I owe another review as soon as possible. I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> I owe an article to you. What was the last one you did? Tell everybody. <sighs> It's been a month. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. I'm still exhausted from Northwest Con and IFCA and all the panels I was on. But anywho, you can find me on Bitch Flicks. Um, you can also find me. Where else can you find me? Well, shit. Just start with that. Mm-hmm. That's good enough. That's good enough. That's good enough. Cool. <clears throat> and I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter. I say Twitter like I'm cool. Um, <laughs> on Twitter, at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow me on Instagram and shit. We call it The Gram. Um, you can follow the show, Screenwriters RR, on Twitter. Um, and also, if you have any questions for us, screenwritersrentroom at gmail.com. Um, big shout out to all the countries out there. Um, we are everywhere. India, Australia, Japan. Uh, I was about to say Japan, Tokyo. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> Shut up. 
Uh, I'm writing a new movie right now. It takes was, place in Tokyo. Yeah, I was going to say, you're just doing research. <laughs> I know, on... it's crazy. It's like so ingrained in my head. Um, of course, the UK, they're killing it. Canada's number two. Um, can Brazil's I think, can I number think, three. Can I, can I thank the Queen for uh, oh. turning Idris into Sir Idris? Yes. So should. that every lady can be Lady Idris <laughs> someday. <laughs> so shout out to your queen over there. I'm trying to get Idris on the show. I keep talking. Do to not her, get so. Idris on the, on the show because I would pass out the whole entire time. Okay. And then I would have like a spoon and I would try to eat him with chocolate and whipped cream. <laughs> but if, if you I can could do just it, get him if to you get, get away him from come the in, schedule, I will. Yeah, have him come in. I would love I'm to talk on, to him I'm about his on. projects. Okay. Cool. Um, and stuff? Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thank you to all the countries out there. We love it. Uh, please go on iTunes. Give us a five-star review because we need that for the um, metrics. We're trying to get to that top. I'm, I'm just going to say top 10. I was going to say top whatever, but fuck it. We want that top 10, right? Why are you looking at me like I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to stop talking so I can very gently open up this Jolly Rancher <laughs> without making the rapper sound. But it's too late now. Look, I'm going to rapper <laughs> now. Too late. too late now. Um, anyway... You guys know how we do it on the rant room. Mm-hmm. On the show, we keep it real. We're just Jolly Rancher We keep it opinionated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we keep it what, Lisa? 2016. 2016. Peace, y'all. Ciao. Yeah. In the rant room, we say what we say. We do what we feel. We got to keep it real. In the rant room, all about the crap of screen writing. Fill my bottle up with lightning. Up in the rant room. Before the stars can be Let the beast about the cage That light about the dark Can you build the inferno From an itty bitty spark Coffee shop hustlers Rise with the cream A million of the writers Same Hollywood dream Your pen and paper All like bullets in the gun Write what you feel Say what you want In the red room We say what we say We do what we feel We gotta keep it real In the red room All about the crap So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. Mm-hmm.